Welcome to the Dear Younger Me podcast. My name is Whitney Bishop, and I'm going to be your host. I'm a 28-year-old follower of Jesus, a creative, and a nurse. This is the first episode ever, guys, so if you're listening, I just want to thank you for tuning in. It means the absolute world to me to have you guys in this space. This podcast is going to dive into mental health, childhood trauma, and the journey of healing. One of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast was because growing up, I dealt with a lot of trauma really early on in life that became sort of a routine for how I lived when I was in my childhood home. At the time, you know, as I got old enough to understand that it wasn't normal, it really messed with me to know it wasn't normal, but to still be functioning that way because it was unsafe not to function that way. I knew that I wanted to change one day, not for just myself, but also for, you know, my relationships, my my family, my friends, and then also my future kids. I didn't want them to feel like, you know, they couldn't express their emotions. We couldn't talk about feelings because that's so important to me. I personally am an INFJ and a four on the Enneagram. So if you know what those are, you know that those kind of people wear their heart on their sleeves. So it was really hard for me to grow up in an environment where, you know, emotions weren't valued and you couldn't just talk about how you feel, like how you feel didn't matter. That that was really, really traumatizing for me to have to shut down the biggest part of who I was in college. I just was so overwhelmed. I was sad. I was angry. I'd be triggered so often, you know, through relationships and just like conversations with um, my family that I would just be sent into like a depressive episode with suicidal ideation. And it got to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to go talk to somebody. I need to get all this out. I need to understand what my next best steps are for myself, for, you know, my life, my future. I didn't want my future kids to have this generational trauma. Like I was self-aware enough to know that this wasn't normal. And if I don't get help now, my kids are going to get this. And that was just unacceptable for me. So I ended up going to Xavier University's counseling, which was free because I was a college student. And I just remember the first time I was in there, I just bawled my eyes out. Like it was the first time I really just unpacked my entire life on somebody, my family, Everything about them, the dysfunction, the emotional abuse, physical abuse, all of it. And I was just like, I need help. (laughs) One thing I think that was the biggest thing was the triggers. Triggers just get exhausting. And if you have triggers, you know that. But, you know, when you're having a conversation and you just go to a place, you know, that you're not even in that place right now anymore you know that's what a trigger is it's like you're not in that place but that conversation brings you back to the place where you felt helpless where you felt abandoned whatever the trigger was um and I just wanted those to be gone because I didn't want to spiral anymore I just remember when I was growing up and even into my early adult years just asking God why he gave me this set of cards I feel like there had to be a reason because I just kept getting hit with tragedy. 
first it was not knowing my biological dad and like that abandonment wound cuts deep. And then it was him passing away super early on in life. And then it was the dysfunctional family. And then it was, oh, here's a mental health illness within yourself. So anxiety, depression. And then, then your brother's going to have a severe mental health issue. And then your sister's going to deal with it too. Like we're all going to have mental health issues. And then, you know, your friends are going to die. Just like, you know, one thing after another. And after a while, you just, you have this sense of hopelessness. And I just felt like, like, where was God and why was he just like pointing the gun at me? It felt like, like how much did he want me to suffer before he started giving me something good? And I think that was my mindset for a while throughout my whole life. I was like, dude, I want a different set of cards. Like this ain't working out. I don't deserve this. Like I'm a good person. And it was like bargaining with God. So I feel like throughout my life, I just went through the stages of grief so many times. You know, I get angry and then I would accept it and then I get mad again and then I would bargain. Like it was just over and over, just the stages of grief. I just wanted normal. And it took a while for me to understand and come to terms with the fact that I'm never going to get a normal family. I don't think any of us really get a completely perfect normal family. But I think that through therapy and through knowing the Lord, I was able to come to terms with my life and my journey and like all the trauma that has been associated with it because I have a sense of peace now. You can't go back in time and get this perfect life, get this perfect family, but you can have a sense of peace and your future can be different. And that's, that's the hope. Ending generational trauma is a huge deal. And that's exactly what I had to do. People ask me all the time, they're like, how did you become who you are despite going through all that? Like, it's a lot. <laughs> and it feels like it doesn't add up sometimes. Like, if you look at my past and the stories I can tell, it's like who you are compared to where you came from. It's like a miracle. It really is. And to be honest, I really just think it's by the grace of God. He gave me strength when I felt like I was drowning. Like drowning to the point where like you're kicking your legs, you're out of breath, you're going nowhere. You can't see the top of the water anymore. He planted in my heart just an unbelievable amount of self-awareness. That's the biggest thing for sure, I feel like. Because self-awareness is something that a lot of people don't have. And I feel like that's why a lot of people can never get to a place of healing and peace is because that self-awareness portion. Also, I feel like he just has given me incredible mentors. And I can talk about that in later podcast episodes, but I've really been blessed there. And really, Jesus has just carried me through the darkest valleys. And I mean that wholeheartedly, like the darkest valleys, suicidal ideation, panic attacks, triggers, all of it. Somehow there's always been a reason to stay like the tiniest sliver of light of hope. It's always made itself known. And I really do believe that's like 
one of the biggest reasons that I believe in Jesus because I feel like time and time again, I've been, you know, the one that he's left the 99 for. I feel like I've been the one that he's just put his heart on the line for over and over and over again. Even when I just like did not deserve it. He's just been there to pick me up. I don't know. It's really powerful. I think I also didn't realize through all of my life was honestly how many people grow up with trauma. I went to an all-girls Catholic high school and it didn't really seem like anyone had problems like I did at the time. But then as you grow up, people get older, mature, and you just realize a lot of people have problems and just no one talks about it. I think that's one of the biggest things I want to make clear in this podcast is how we need to be talking about these things so that we can not only unite as human beings and, you know, find that humility, but also when you talk about the things that are hard, you're able to get each other through it. Finding like the commonalities in each other's lives just gives us each hope to hold on to. Like someone's been there before. Like this is your instructional guide to get through this really hard time, whether it's loss or breakups or childhood trauma or whatever it is. We can all talk about something because we've all been in certain places and we can all get each other through it. So that's super important to me to talk about it, to create space and conversation around these hard topics. And I feel like I'll just advocate for that until the day I die because it's so close to my heart. If you're in a place today where you feel like you're fighting to stay above water, or maybe you are above water and you just want to know where the near shoreline is, I just want to encourage you to listen to this podcast, to ignite hope in your spirit, to find strength, to keep kicking, to keep moving your arms, to keep swimming. Because when I was there where you are now, man, do I wish that I had an instructional guide like I pray this podcast will become for those who need it most. It is so hard when you're in the darkest valleys to see light. And we just need each other to lift each other up, to give each other hope, to be each other's strength. I know that I wouldn't be where I was today if I didn't have people speaking power over me. One of the mentors I had in high school, he was my retreat leader. And I remember, you know, when you're in a Catholic all-girls retreat, and this is probably true for every retreat, but this is how it was for me. We all sat in a circle. You know, we talked about our highs and our lows, all of that. And then, you know, after we were done, I remember this specific retreat leader pulled me aside and was like, you have a story. It's so powerful. You're a leader. You know, he spoke all of this life into me. And man, sometimes we just need that as human beings. We need someone to be like, you are strong and you do not even see it because, you know, you're you and we always think the worst about ourselves. But like the truth is everyone that's around us sees the very best parts of us. They don't even see the things that we see in ourselves and what we're worried about. They see the most beautiful parts of us. And I think that's amazing. And I also think that's how we get each other through this hard stuff is because we're able to lift each other up and encourage each other. Another thing that happens when we share our struggles with each other 
is change. Because if someone's been through something or they're, you know, you're able to talk about the things that are bothering you, that's when change occurs. When you bring it to light, when you bring it to conversation, that's the only way change can occur. Because if you don't, you're in denial, not talking about it, there's no space for it, then things stay the same. And that's so big with generational trauma. In order to change it, you have to have the hard conversations. You have to do the work. You have to go to therapy. You have to talk to professionals. You have to have mentors. Like That's so powerful. If you're listening today and you... You know, you like what I'm saying. You really relate to it. I just want you to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I used to think that I could never, you know, have a podcast like this unless I was in a place where, you know, I was totally healed. And that's not true. I think that we all have wisdom inside of us from places that we've been. And for me... I still deal with a lot of this stuff on the daily. It's just, I'm in a better place now. I'm not as triggered. I have more wisdom. I have more peace. This podcast is not saying like, I'm totally healed. I'm in a great place now. I'm in a really good place now. I'm on medication. You know, I see a therapist. There are still going to be hard days and that's okay. I'm just trying to help give you the tools to get through the really hard days, the days where, you know, you can't get through it on your own. I started therapy back in 2020, and I remember, you know, feeling like, oh my God, like I got to unpack this story to these therapists right now. I had a couple therapists before I found the right one here in Nashville, but I just remember feeling like I am never going to get through all this trauma. Like there's just so much to talk about. And I'm finally in a place in therapy where my therapist knows my story and my journey. And I'm doing something called EMDR now, which kind of changes the way we feel about our trauma. But the amount of growth that I've had in just three years, it's unmatched. It really is. And I just want anybody listening that feels like, you know, they don't have a therapist right now, but they're looking into it, please do it. Do it for yourself and your well-being. Do it for your future. Do it for your kids. Do it for your family members. You will become the person that you always wanted to be. You are that person now. You have it in you. You just need therapy to help bring it out. And I truly, truly believe that. It will get better. The triggers will stop becoming so overwhelming. The anxiety will calm down. The depressive thoughts will go away. You will have hope again. I promise. I promise you that there is a light. You just have to stick around long enough to see it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Dear Younger Me podcast. If you like what you're listening to, leave a review or a rating and tell your friends and family. 
You can also follow along on social media at Dear Younger Me Podcast underscore. The Dear Younger Me Podcast will be dropping bi-weekly on Tuesday mornings, so stay tuned for future episodes. If there's anything on your heart that you would like to be talked about on the Dear Younger Me Podcast, please let me know. We'll see you guys next time.